You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, areyouscreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, uh, it's Morbius. Yeah, uh, just came out, and uh, you know we were gonna we were gonna go other directions, but then uh, Mor- Morbius was just too awesome for yeah. words, and we had to see that. Uh, it's <laughs> um, I you know I feel like it's a it's a really weird uh, time right now with getting back to theaters, but. <laughs> And Morbius uh, has not broken any records or anything. Right. But I think in a really weird way, Morbius is actually uh, a pretty good tell for the fact that people are a bit more going back to theaters. Because it didn't do real well, right? Right. Um, but it didn't do horrible, and it easily could have. Because... Yeah, it's uh, it's not a giant draw. It's not a big name. It's just a kind of comic book movie type thing. Mm -hmm. It's it's not anything where everyone has to rush out to see it. Um, But it was kind of instantly getting trashed. Yeah. And yet a fair amount of people at least showed up. So it was busier there than I thought it was going to be. I think that's actually a pretty decent sign that maybe we're kind of yeah. getting to where people are going back to theaters, not just because Spider-Man. I mean, right. because this, you know, it's it's not a huge thing. And we'll see as uh, as things progress in the next few weeks, maybe, because mixing in things that people are looking forward right. to and weeks where you're like, eh, you yeah. know. And I feel like Morbius <laughs> was kind of an eh. Although it's it's at least got like the comic book appeal, yeah, going on for yeah. some audiences, um, but I did not expect it to do as well as it did. Which, like I said, it, it it didn't do great, but I didn't even expect it to do that well because I thought people are still a little shy, and uh, man, are people ripping on it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like yeah. uh, right, you know, the internet and social media and everything were just goofy with the hatred, yeah. uh, like right away, um, <laughs> starting like you know the the beginning of last week. Yeah, I mean, man, it was it was like ugly. It was like, right. I mean, people were you know bagging on this and like lots of them, and like you know at one point people kept updating the Rotten Tomatoes meter <laughs> like crazy, which no one does for anything. Right. Like, it, but it was like you know. Twenty percent fresh at one point, fifteen percent fresh Jeez, at one point. That's low. And uh, you know, I don't know where it is right now. I yeah, think I like either. the highest I saw it was like just over twenty or something. And it was, you know, it it was moving at the beginning of the week because all the reviews were coming in. But man, is that right. low? I right. mean, and that's you know, that's fresh, right? That's uh, it's not like everyone's rating <laughs> it a two, right? right? Yeah. Um, but it's a lot of people won't rate it over five. So, right. I mean, that's, I don't know. It's pretty ugly. Um, so before we get to that, we have to talk about the Oscars. Right. And I was just going to say Morbius happened. <sighs> Morbius was the last normal event in the world. <laughs> and then everything went slap happy. Yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah. So uh, we have to talk about the Oscars and I want to talk about, uh, where things, uh, went different. You know, what we have to do is compare to the critics choice. Right. Uh, which is, you know, pretty standard stuff because, as we all know, right, the Critics' Choice Awards are a really good predictor right. of the Academy <laughs> Awards. Um, what they could not pull off predicting was <laughs> the sudden switch to Coda as yeah. Best Picture, which was really a last minute kind of thing all of a sudden everyone said oh yeah like you know a few months ago no one was saying that at all right um people were like it got nominated hooray Mm -hmm. that's like (laughs) as good as that gets that's like a massive win for that movie just to get nominated and then you know who knows what happened exactly um there was like a little bit of backlash sort of for power of the dog yeah uh 
I, you know, for whatever reason, I don't know. Um, and, and then, yeah, there was this huge idea that Coda could take it. And for me, I'm, I'm just not so sure about it. I mean, I, <laughs> you're, I, you're thinking it was the 15% solution this, this time. I really do. Yeah. I almost <clears throat> think, yeah. uh, that it was, you know, for me personally, possibly my preferred movie of the nominees because the right. things that I really want to win were not nominees. Right. Right. And if you go down my list, um, you know, Belfast still is pretty high on my list, yeah. but Coda's pretty high on my list. So, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. And power of the dog is not right. But still, it's because it's, it's a good uh, list. It, it's a, it's a little weird, right? It, it yeah. is. It is a little bit. Uh, Coda got like 17% or whatever, because you know, you know it was just super split mm-hmm. in crazy ways this year. But um, so then, but for other things, right, the Critics' Choice Awards, I'm not even going to go through them all because uh, I don't need to. Critics' Choice Awards uh, is very, very similar, except uh, Encanto got the Oscar over right. Mitchell's versus Machines, which I'm not super happy about, but whatever. I mean, Encanto's okay right. and <laughs> and has really great songs. Yeah. Um, Adapted screenplay, the Critics' Choice gave it to Power of the Dog instead of Coda. Right. And cinematography, the Critics' Choice gave it to Power of the Dog over Dune. The Oscar went to Dune, which, um, you know, I'm really okay with both of those. Even though, you know, I don't like Power of the Dog as much as everyone else, it's not that I think it's a horrible movie. And the cinematography was good. It's good. I mean, it's not <clears throat> like, it's, good. it's not like some weird win for the critics choice where it's like (laughs) where it's like cinematography what although in another one i i will say that because uh the oscar for editing went to dune and the critics choice gave to west side story which i think is bonkers uh and you know that's just me but really those are the only things that are the difference and the only you know complaints i can make about the oscar picks are the same things that I said when I complained about them when, when they, they were the critics' yeah. choice, right? Uh, <clears throat> right? I don't, I don't think Will Smith should have won over uh, Denzel and mm-hmm. other, other people who are nominated or whatever. I, I don't think he's that good in it anyway. I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a real like weird publicity pick. Right. And the same with Jessica Chastain for Best Actress. I don't think she should have won for the either eyes one of, of them. Faye, yeah. I think she's fine yeah, <laughs> in the not, movie. Right. Don't misunderstand but what you're compared saying. Compared to the other uh, nominees, I would have <clears throat> definitely picked right. somebody else, and I did. What, what you're saying is a criticism of the outcome, not the performance. Like, she, she did a right. good job. You know, it's not that she's an awful, horrible person, this thing, but it, was it Oscar worthy? Right. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, I yeah I didn't think so. And not only that, but I feel like her acceptance speech really made me cringe. Yeah, uh, because her acceptance speech was just talking about how great <laughs> Tammy Faye was, and I'm like, you know, right. that's really what's wrong with the movie too. Right. Because the movie is trying to is trying to weasel out of her who she actually is. I mean, and. It's one thing to say, you know, this is a movie and not a documentary. So not everything has to be (laughs) absolutely accurate word for word thing. And that's where we get the difference. But it's another thing to say, I'm going to like, you know, whitewash this person and pretend that there was something good about them just because, well, I mean, because she said a bunch of things that are good things to yeah, say right, if right. you quote her and go look she said this right but that doesn't it <laughs> doesn't change anything we're old enough about, to know more about i mean the yeah bakers. it's uh, and that's part of what that's part of what you know richard williams is to me too like i right, watched that exactly. movie and i'm like man that's a that's a hell of a driven dad but that's also not the real richard williams and i've spent the last 15 or 20 years watching that guy in real interviews in right, real time right. in live sports make a buffoon out of stuff because it's all about him right and you know so anyway anyway yeah uh so 
Uh, but like I said, other than those things, you know, everything is the same with the Critics' Choice Awards. Yeah. And um, which, again, like you said, I mean, it's a, I mean, it, on some level, if you just watch the pattern of things, it's a great predictor because it's how people in that industry are seeing and thinking and voting right. and talking and selling and promoting. But it's also just kind of really cool to be like, man, they get it right. Right. You know, so. And then, uh, so before we go on to Morbius, I mean, we have to, I think, cover the the <laughs> elephant in the room because yeah. we're not Daniel Radcliffe and we, oh, yeah. uh, <clears throat> I don't know, yeah, that's might fine. as well say something about sure. Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. Sure. And, you know, it's really, int- my the thing that's interesting to me about it yeah. is that there is like every response out yeah, there, right? right? There's, you know, people who are like, hooray for Will Smith. Mm-hmm. And there are people who are like, Will Smith should never work again and yeah. and everything in between. Like every right. and and there's people who are like uh even you know, in specific ways of looking at it, right? There are people who are like, We have to know all this context mm-hmm. and there are people who are like doesn't matter what Screw context you. there is. Somebody hit somebody. Yeah, and right. everything in between. Right. <laughs> There's like right. every response to this. Um, and so, you know, I don't know that it matters if we stake our claim on a position. But, I mean, my position is Will Smith forever is getting like three or four stars off of everything for he everything. does for me. Right. I yeah. mean, it's just re- – and, you know, I think the only context that matters to me yeah. is the fact that it was at the Oscars. Right. Right. If Will Smith and Chris Rock are like at a bar somewhere. Yeah. Right. And Chris Rock says something and Will Smith smacks him. Fine. Right. TMZ that all day. Whatever. I mean, I couldn't care less. And whatever, whatever the (laughs) aftermath of it is. Right. You know, I I don't. They'll figure it out. I don't care what they do. And, you know, for me, it's still bad. Depending if. Chris Rock said the exact same thing, right? Right. There could be some things that Chris Rock said that right. I might go, all right. If they were at the Shake Shack. All right, slap no, him, right? right. <laughs> um, but if Chris Rock said the exact same thing right. and Will Smith slapped him, I still would say, well, you know, boo Will Smith. Right. But I wouldn't really care. Right. But now you're on, like, live national television and you're a big movie star mm-hmm. and – you know, what you're giving everyone who watches you is that you just walk up and slap him and not only walk up and slap him, but like trash talk from your seat for like a while. Right. (laughs) And like, you know, cuss him out and everything. Right. Will Smith's done for me. uh, We, uh, for me, that's the, that's the most bullshit thing that ever happened and then he apologizes and his apology for me is bullshit too you Mm -hmm. want to apologize and you want me to care that you exist anymore in the future then okay insist that chris rock press charges and turn yourself in right then i'll believe you right like a little Anyway, or start looking around right? who you want to slap now like right keep it keep it going then i'll yeah. uh then right. i'll take your apology seriously right. you know i mean and you know you wouldn't probably get anything anyway but right. but you'd be convicted you'd, for assault right. and that i want right. that on your record right, right? i mean right. because otherwise this is nonsense and I'm not even really like an anti, an absolute anti-violence guy, right? right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like you're a little old school. You're like, <laughs> sometimes you gotta smack somebody. But, but what was said Wasn't and where enough, you yeah. are mm-hmm. and what you did, and I'm like, you know what? If you're talking to my wife, right, and you say the wrong thing, I'll turn you off, right? But this is not that thing, and right. not at the Oscars. Right. <laughs> I mean, it You're was front such row. a right. bunch of crap. Right. And the fact that, like, nothing happened to him, you yeah. know? I want, like, uh, one of the, you know, like, waiters at the Oscars or something, right. walk up on stage and slap somebody right. and see what happens. Will anything different happen? Yeah. Or will he just walk off the stage <laughs> and trash talk Chris Rock some more? Right. And be yelling at him and everything, yeah. and no one does anything. Is right. that what would happen? I don't think that's what would happen. Yeah. I feel like maybe something different would happen. Right. I don't know. It's just all... Kind of like you, one of the things, even even from the first, you know, I wasn't... It's hard to shock me, 
And I wasn't shocked. I just was like, well, all right. I thought, it, I thought it was a bit for a long time. I know time. a lot of people did. And uh, I was, when I was watching it, I thought the only thing that made it look like a bit was Will Smith, when he, after he had struck Chris, he turned and he had a grimace on his face. And it wasn't a painful one. It was kind of like a smarmy one. Right. And I thought, huh. And then that ended when he sat down when he and screamed starts, profanities. Right, right. And in a strange way, I thought if if he hadn't screamed anything, that question about was this a bit, did Marissa Tomei really win, is, right. you know, there would have been Oscar lore again because Rock wouldn't have talked about it. Right. <clears throat> and Chris would have shut up about it and no one would have known. It would have been Andy Kaufman-esque, right? Right. When he started screaming, even before he repeated himself, I thought, oh, Oh, that's that. That, right, that was right. real. That was right. a thing. And and I I was watching the live show. The, the live show was on. And when it happened, I fully had my attention on it. I didn't rewind anything yet. And and the sensors were bleeping and freezing the feed. Right. And I just, I knew there was an international feed. And right. Twitter was fast to show it to me. And I saw everything that had happened. And I was like, well... Okay, so here's what's going to happen next. So for the next minute, uh, again, no shock, just kind of like train wreck surprise and watching. And I thought, all right, they're going to come, they're going to grab him, and they're going to escort him off. Right. And it doesn't have to be a big scene. They'll probably do it during a commercial break. And when they get ready to announce best actor, they'll have a portrait of him, but there won't be anyone there. Yeah. Even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't win. And then when I saw it, I was, you know, I was texting with a couple of people and I'm like, holy crap, he's sitting right there. Like, this is, this is, forget the slap. This is, this is a big problem now. Yeah. So as it's, as it's moved along into things, I too am now more fascinated by the genesis of what people think and feel than I am about what happened. You right. know, I'm like, they'll, they'll settle something. Somebody will do something. I'm, I'm a bit stunned. It reminds me that, you know, every state has its own weird laws and jurisdictions. There are some states, and as far as I knew, California was one of them, that the victim doesn't have to press charges right. for the district attorney to come in and say, hey, and, a crime happened. And they're not, apparently. And and this is one of those things where I'm like, <laughs> I know a bunch of times where people have talked about situations where their friends or family have been like, you know, the cop didn't care. I didn't want to press charges. He put so-and-so in handcuffs and took them off. Like right. that was that because other people said, Hey, right. guess what? Okay. So on and on and on. Uh, I think it's really, I think it's really fun to hear what people think and why, and to see what about it beforehand. They knew when most people tell me, you know, Chris Rock deserved it. He got off lucky. You know, that kind of thing. You insult <clears throat> insult anyone I love. I'm going to come up there and I'm going to tune you up. I'm like, okay, all right, Rocky. Listen, does it change anything that days before Jada said, you know, all, all you can do, all I can do is laugh about it. And also said, I don't care what anybody thinks. Like when, she, when you find out that she wasn't hurt, but wanted attention, does that change anything? You know, and then these conversations shift yeah you know? it's like everyone is having every conversation right about it. and yeah. i think that is an interesting thing to happen more so than what happened ultimately my bottom line is i think the academy messed up everything they could have done and even today even their attempts to fix everything oh yeah is absolutely backwards there's only a couple things they should have done whoever was in that room should have just said will look you can get up and walk out on your own or we can have you escorted out, but you're not staying here. Right. And if you make it so that you want to stay here, it's going to get awful. Right. What he should have done, my last thing I'll say is this. It would have been so easy to have humiliated Rock in a way that still made everything okay. He should have walked up on that stage, if he wanted to do anything at all, walked up on that stage and put a stiff arm out on Chris's chest and just pushed him back a few inches, turned around and faced the cameras and said, look, my wife has an illness. And it's called alopecia, and he could have gone into a 30-second riff about why it's not okay to make fun of people who look different. You're really, you know, we're here to make fun of ourselves, but that was a low blow, and I expected more of you. And then walked back to his seat and put Chris in a position where he'd be like, all right, well, I won't watch G.I. Jane 2, or you know what, I apologize. You're right, this wasn't the scene. Anything would have been better 
anything would have been better well, than what he did. Yeah, anything would have been better, except it had nothing to do with that. I it know. had nothing to do with her. And, uh, you know, anyone who's paying any attention to the internet, you oh, know, God, yeah. sense knows that, you know, Will Smith has made fun of people who have alopecia in exactly the same way. And none of that had anything to do with anything. And what Chris Rock said didn't have anything to do with anything sure. except for the part about, you know, they have history right. over a little make, bit from making the fun of each joke. other, sort of. Yeah. But really, the whole thing about throwing it. out a line right. for me is BS. Right. I mean, me like, too. no one ever made fun of anybody for being short or fat or right. whatever. Like, not that they should. Right. Right. <clears throat> but everyone does get smacked about it. When the world. And, you know, I mean, sometimes like the history makes it a, its own different thing. Right. Like, you know, a short guy and we all make fun of the fact that right. he's short and we all rib him about it right. and he doesn't care. And maybe we shouldn't anyway. <laughs> right. 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 But you know, it's still, it's not something, I mean, he could have said things that are actually really bad. Right. <laughs> right? right. And he didn't, right. uh, he said something that is in, you know, poor taste at worst. Right. Right. I mean, he's, uh, he's not, I, I don't know. Well, he, the last he's not like, you know, let's say like making fun of the fact that she has dyslexia right. and, you know, calling her stupid. Right. He's just or pointing, calling her retarded, he's which just, would have been right. He's, gasping. He's just know. really pointing out the fact <laughs> right. that her hair looks the same as in G.I.J. I thought that <laughs> which is a bad thing to do. Right. I'm not saying it's right. a good thing to do. But on the scale of like things that actually might warrant somebody being smacked. Right. It is like not even on that. Scale, Nobody even thought, right. Let's put I that mean, in the book. Yeah, it, it was, it was, you know, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So, uh, that'll keep us busy for the next six months probably. But, uh, conveniently Netflix has, uh, backed out of their Will Smith movie or <laughs> yeah, I just saw this thing, whatever, that said whatever it was, they're the, doing, something the financial hits are starting to come and a lot of people well the the funnier thing to me was when people started professing some sort of opinion on the whole thing and i'm like did you have you been watching the whole show or did you just parachute in for this moment did you see 40 minutes ago when regina made fun of their open marriage and they were laughing did you see two seconds before will got stink-eyed from jada that he was laughing at the same joke that he assaulted someone for on national tv it's interesting we live in a country now where you can commit any crime you want as long as it's on live TV. Right. <laughs> right. You know, whether it's on Oscar night or January 6th or any other day in between, you do whatever you want now. Right. It's a free for all. And can you imagine what Ricky Gervais would have had? He would have had to run. Will needed to shoot him. Ricky would have gone for the throat. He wouldn't have gone for an easy, you know, an easy jab like Chris did, but. but uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay. So Morbius. Um, Morbius. Now that we've uh, wasted, a, wasted a bunch of time. So, uh, Matt Smith, even, you know? Yeah. And you know, it's weird because I forgot uh, he was in this. I, I really like Matt Smith, like until he just showed up and then right. you're like, oh, yeah, Matt Smith. <laughs> He's in this, you know? Um, yeah. So, this is uh, Morbius uh, based on uh, whatever the comic yeah. world. I'm not going to go into any detail of it, but, uh, and it's, you know, vampire ish related. Yeah. And uh, the general story is uh, we, you know, enter the movie. The two kids have this very rare immunocompromised disease where, yeah, whatever. They just, they basically constantly have to get blood transfusions. Yeah. And even that doesn't make anything good, right? right? Right. It's not like, (laughs) you know, it'd be one thing if you had to do that three times a day and then you were okay. But no, they have to do that three times a day day. in order to... just stay alive and have a suck life and be, you know, they are uh, like physically weak and, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Morbius walks with these, it has to have these two crutches crutches. and whatever. It just affects your ability to, uh, it seems like, because I don't have any idea even what disorder they have or if it's even real. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Because they don't. That's a good question. They don't talk about it, right, in the thing. But 
it, you know, you can't get enough muscles in your legs, it seems like, to even be able to walk. Matt Smith doesn't have it quite so bad, so he can walk around with a cane. Right. But he's still, they're, they're very weak, they're very sickly people, yeah. right? It's almost Whatever. like a leukemia-looking thing. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, these two kids, like, grow up in this uh, pretty early on. Morbius gets, like, special care to go to college because he's right. like a genius right. and you know whatever and uh anyway so he's playing around with dna and bats and it all seems very weird and i don't know it from the comics i don't know what the comics are about but somehow he gets this idea that because vampire bats can produce this naturally occurring thing that is uh, anti-coagulant for blood that if he mixes their DNA, that somehow helps them, which we have not explained what their problem is, so it's unclear how that helps it or why. I mean, anticoagulants are a thing. Right. Why can we not just inject them Make or that. something? Right. But so it's kind of like since we don't explain the problem, we don't have to explain the fix. We'll just tell you this right. is the fix. Right. And then, boom, it makes sense because we say so. And, you know, things go wrong and he turns into a vampire and hilarity ensues. Right. Um, So before we, you know, go too far into it and everything, and as we've already stated, um, everyone hates this movie. It is getting... There's some pushback on the film. It is is getting really blown away in the ratings. Um, And that said, I gave this a six. I Uh, thought you were a little higher. I gave you six and a half. um, Yeah. Okay. Because, uh, you know, I wanted to be a little higher, except that um, the two things that kept this from being like maybe even seven, maybe even seven and a half, uh, really came down to the story for the last 40 minutes is really stupid. Yeah. And really seems, I I swear to God, it seems like they were (laughs) filming it in order. Which is very rare, yeah. actually, and I don't think people think about that enough or right. realize it enough. It's very rare that you shoot a movie in order, but this felt like it was being shot in order, and then they ran out of money, and it was like, <laughs> it was How like, do we wrap whoops, this up, right? We, uh, you know, production took a month right. longer so far than we expected it to. We got nothing else. <laughs> boom, be done. Right, and it's like the last ten minutes of the movie are really weird. Yeah, uh, like it just. It's seriously, it's like we just stopped the film. Like, (laughs) it's like, and it's over. Right. And it's it's really weird. Um, But then the other part of it, too, is that there was so much that they just didn't bother to do. And I was okay with a lot of the stuff in the movie because, you know, it's almost like camp. I mean, it's not quite, but it's getting there. Mm -hmm. But... You know, I was okay with that because the movie does not take itself seriously at all. It's just like a screwball fun time or something like that. It's um, at some point, I feel like I haven't really read a lot of reviews, right? Yeah. But uh, I feel like a lot of the reviews, if I was to read a lot of the negative reviews, would be almost like reviewing Cannonball Run and going... (laughs) None of this could really happen. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not. I don't. I don't find that a legitimate critique of a movie like Cannibal Run or something right. to like bash on how the story is right. You know, crafted and presented. You know, yeah, whatever. Right, sure. I mean, this movie is, uh, I think, a, a straightforward kind of goofy movie where you know we're just having fun and nothing about the movie tries to take itself seriously or present itself as anything else you know it's just a goofy thing with some kind of neat action and right you know creepy parts and stuff and you know i mean if that's all it wants to be then i'm like well who am i to say that's not a thing you're allowed to be (laughs) i mean it's somebody's gotta be it kind of goofy fun but there was so much of it that then was just left off and didn't need to be and shouldn't have been like, you know, the, it's, I want to say there's no character development, but there's like, we didn't get the characters in the first place for them right. to like develop, develop. Right. <laughs> like, um, especially Milo, who's mm-hmm. Matt Smith, you know, we don't know anything about him right? ever. 
And then suddenly, like, we're supposed to be surprised that he's a psychopath. He's this guy. Yeah. And you're like, well, but wait, why is that surprise me? Right? Like, <laughs> I mean, there's, right. I have no information about him and it's never going to give me any. Although I did think it was kind of awesome. And this is like a weird throwaway <laughs> nonsensical bit of the movie. Yeah. And I don't know how this, re- I don't know how the story relates to the comic in any way. Right. If this is like the right. origin story kind of first issue or that makes sense with what happened. So I have no idea. But what I thought was cool is that his name is Milo going on through the movie mm-hmm. and he, and we've stuck with that. Yeah. And it's just what Morbius right. declared right. on the first day of meeting him was like, nope, your name's Milo. Yeah. And the person who was in that bed before was Milo, Milo right. and, and on and on. Yeah. And then at the end, his name's Milo and he goes by Milo. <laughs> right. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Right. But it was really cool, yeah. I thought. And yeah. then, anyway. But so that I gave it a six. It was still uh you know, it was weirdly fun, I thought. Maybe I had zero expectations and and that helped or something but i don't know what i had I don't, fun with it yeah I, and i don't know what expectations i really had i i had read i read morbius comics as a kid but and this is going to sound like i'm just throwing names out there but i also read like the archie digests i read i read everything right. as a kid so it didn't not that it made any difference I, I was never a big fan it's of the not comic. Like you were a big fan. Yeah, and Marvel it wasn't. I was real selective. I I read anything. You know, right. it didn't matter. I I wasn't a big fan of the comics, but it's a pretty easy story. But when you were just talking about whether or not this was part of the origin, like I feel like I don't remember the comics anymore. I just remember the colloquial vampire myth. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, he's a scientist who tried to fix something and it went bad, just like. The lizard, just like everyone, just like right, Doc right. Ock. I mean, just like everybody, right? right? So, okay. Um, I mean, really, science is bad. Is what we're trying to bad. say. <laughs> science is just awful. Stay away. That's the lesson of comic uh, books. I gave it, I gave it a grade that I'll keep, but I think I would be a little lower today. So I gave it a five. I thought it was average. Yeah, you know, and and by average, I mean in a comic book film in a vampire movie and in just a movie when all three of those grades Venn diagram over themselves it's got tons of things that it just didn't enjoy but it was kind of fun and i think like you neither of us had amped ourselves up you know it's kind of interesting to get amped up for anything that is comic book related that isn't under kevin feige's thumb right sony DC, everybody, Warner Bros., all these places, you know, I guess, you know, and I would say Christopher Nolan, but he's far removed now from making comic book films. But I just, I just think that so many of them see what works. I think they think, hey, those guys over there on the other lot, they're shooting with the same camera we are. Why can't we just make that movie? Right. They just don't get it. Sony just doesn't understand how to make a Marvel movie, though they keep trying. Right. They try with Venom. They've missed twice there. They try with the Spider-Man franchise. And in my opinion, they've missed three times there. You know, it's just they they don't get it, even though they they think they do, which makes for sort of clumsy storytelling. This is one of those films that I rail on about. It's It's often... It's often kind of the death of maybe 40 cuts, you know, that hurts this one for me, even though I found it to be kind of mildly enjoyable to just sit there and watch. But I was just having, it was a nice night to go to a film. We were having a blast. I mean, we were talking about Halo and Moon Knight and everything else before, you know, we were cracking up. So I was in a good mood to see a movie that didn't need to mean anything. And that's what I got. Right. You know, and the trailer, as far as I'm concerned, showed me the very movie that I saw. I, you know, we get to the end. It's an hour and 44 minute film. That's with, um, these are the nitpicky things we like to do. That's with the credits. And when the film ended at like 1.30, I mean, it must have been 1.35. Like it must be only eight or nine minutes of credits. So it's a fast movie on paper. Right. doesn't feel fast. That last 30, 40 minutes, like you said, man, that just weirdly stumbles there's a couple post-credit scenes, you know, and I felt like absolutely, for sure, the second one, which is absolutely mind-numbingly stupid and written like word poetry, 
um, I thought almost fully took a star off the film right. anyway. Like I was just like, oh my God, you guys, this is so stupidly dumb. Yeah. And I can't even believe somebody didn't see this ahead of time and be like, look, the film's much better with this and, out. And it's, it's funny with the, you know, post credit scenes, like, as, you know, not that that's really something that uh, makes or breaks the movie or, mm-hmm. or anything, but it is weird that a lot of people are talking about it. Like it, yeah. it is... <clears throat> It's so weird and bad and goofy mm-hmm. that people are even bothering to mention it right. in, in like a negative way. Right. Like generally, people only mention them in a positive way. If something's right. good, they'll mention it. If something is meh, then it's right. like, well, you know, move on. Nobody right. bothers to right. talk about it or whatever. But it is so weird to me that the post-credit scenes have turned into, you know, there aren't any anymore that aren't just an ad for the next movie we're right. trying to make. Right. And it's like, I mean, come on. Like they're all trying to manufacture a viral moment. Like why? You know, but this one is especially weird. And I, I feel like the post, the post credits in this tell you a lot about the movie that you just yeah. watched too, because the movie, uh, for me, even though like, I don't hate it. Um, and I think right when we walked out, you know, I said it, it's really just a void of positives. It's not that it's bad. It's not that it's got all this negative stuff, even though, I mean, you have to allow for things to be goofy and that's all right. 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 Um, Because if you're Mm going to say like, it's kind of goofy, that's a negative. I mean, you know, whatever. Sure. But the movie feels really like a movie made by committee, you know, Mm -hmm. somewhere in this movie, whoever wrote it and however many people wrote it, because I'm not sure it's, I'm not sure it's one person who wrote it, no matter who gets credit for (laughs) it. Right. It doesn't feel that way. But somewhere in this, somebody was writing some Mm. pretty cool stuff. And maybe that is directly what's in the comic because I have no idea. Or maybe it's stuff they came up with. But there are a lot of little notes that I think are really cool. There's a part in the movie where Nurse gets killed. Yep. And Morbius. And it is kind of interesting that we we get like kind of a real, I don't know what's going on with Morbius. Mm -hmm. You know, which even in origin stories, you don't often get except Spider-Man. Right. Right. Even when we get the the uh, true, I guess, like origin story movies, they usually are kind of like, well, here's the origin, and then boom, we know everything, Here we and go. I'm fine. Right. Like you get like the origin story of Batman, but it's in a Batman movie, you know, <laughs> not like the one we just got. Right. It's in a Batman movie where, he, and that, and he's just Batman, right. and and nothing right. happens to him anyway. So there's yeah. nothing to you know whatever. But anyway, um, like Morbius really is like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what could happen. Mm-hmm. I'm a scientist and I'm trying to figure it out and I'm timing all these things and who knows what will happen after that mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever. So there are kind of some cool things that come out of that. And one of them is with the when the nurse gets killed and he really is like, well, did I do that? Right. Like, and, and there is, you know, some, some doubt, some question yeah. because he's like, well, I don't know what could happen. Like right. maybe that could happen. And I would just, you know, because he's worried that he loses himself to like this basically feral mode. Right. If he's hungry enough. Right. And so he's like, maybe if I'm in that feral mode, you know, I don't need to remember you. Right. what's going yeah. on yeah. and so, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. And uh, and I think too with the kind of the end where he's trying to basically solve his problem, and he's only got so much time, and he can't solve his problem, and the only s- solution he comes up with is one that will kill him. And right. he's like, "Well, but this is where I am, and I feel like this is bad enough that I guess I'm going to have to, or you know, whatever." <laughs> right. Yeah. And so there's some cool stuff in there, but that writing is like so overshadowed mm-hmm. by a bunch of people with money going, you know, do the echolocation thing again. Yeah. Let's have another. Hurry up, let's get to that. L- let's have another five minute scene where we right. look at that prettiness a lot. When you're, yeah, and sorry. When you're when you're on a scene, when you're on a set, and you get the feeling that the development the dialogue the character the arc the story all these things that it that i know for you certainly but for me definitely that's how like i judge a film you know 
And if you're on a set with someone's like, let's just let's get to the next special effect. Let's start throwing some right. money in front of the scenes. You know, you're in a you're in a problem. There, there was the echolocations. Funny, I was gonna I was gonna mention that for sure because it, I guess you could argue that with all superhero films, there's a moment where Superman has to learn how to control his X-ray vision because right, the right. world looks all goofy forever. You know that kind of thing. Man, it took like six minutes for Morbius to figure out he can echolocate the planet. Right. Like, because that thing doesn't just go a block or 10 or 20. It's like the city and he's just like going everywhere. Right. And I just thought, you guys don't even know what you have here. It was, for me, the small moments, like you said, it kept adding up. We've seen films before where characters are devoted to each other because they say they're brothers but they don't do anything to show what they do. And in this film, they certainly do attempt it, but it's the most sloppy, like, hurry up and get to somebody. We paid Jared Leto millions. Let's get him on screen. Right. You know, there's this thing where, you know, Michael as a kid is, I wouldn't quite say insufferable, but I think if you're in the room long enough with him, he's insufferable. Right. Especially if you're a peer. And the Milo guy is like, the hell, man? Like, what? I have no reason to believe that they would imprint on themselves in any way. And the movie, in fact, that I thought we were going to see. And not only that, but then the next thing that happens is like he's leaving. Right. He's gone. And so now they they're best a, friends. They forever? spent an afternoon right. and now they're they're like right. together forever in this in this way that I don't believe. And all it would have taken was a small montage of one fusion after another and them laughing, playing, right. fighting, right. just doing things together. You know, there's a moment in the film where I thought, oh, okay, well, this makes sense. You know, Michael's already gifted. He's going off to the special school, which they hint is like Xavier's school. I mean, he's not a mutant. He's not going there. But that's the hint in the film where the doctor says there's a place in upstate New York for special people to go. And then you kind of get the sense that the smart, fatherly kind of doctor is going to take Milo under his wing. And I thought, yeah, these guys are going to grow up to be scientists who are trying to fix their own problem. They're going to meet up. Then they're going to have like the whole Frankenstein thing. Like, well, we need to do this. I'm going to inject it myself. Don't. The rules of science, yada, yada, yada. Doesn't even come close to that. Just suddenly, 25 years later, like, I got to go see my best buddy Milo. I haven't right. seen him in forever. You know, and I'm like, the hell are you guys doing? Yeah. It's, what uh, are you doing? It's really clumsy of putting things together, which I, you know, it's... Like I said, there are some parts of the writing that I think are cool, interesting parts. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's only because that's what we get from the comic. Maybe. And so there's maybe good stuff it. in the comic. Right. And they've just And that's it what has to happen, yeah. right? Um, but there are like these, you know, decent parts. And and like I said, it it's fun enough, I think, for me. Um, but you know, it still kind of is, if you think about it too much, it's a little weird just because of like this whole echolocation. And mm-hmm. I don't, like I said, I don't know the comics, but it turns out that it's really just like super hearing, yeah. right? Like <clears throat> he's like, Oh, I'll do this echolocation thing. And now I can hear what people are saying a half a mile away. How, right. That's not echolocation. That's not What's all. that got to, is that, <laughs> is that from the comic? And I yeah. started like sitting there during the movie going, is that what happens in the comics? Yeah, I because I, I don't have any idea yeah. what it is, but it's really weird. But the other thing, you know, that's it's weird because they're so fascinated by their special mm-hmm. effects. We have to watch this echolocation thing happen all the time. I'm like, you know, even in like the Daredevil show, we didn't have to right. see it all the time, right? right. It, we would just know it was there. He's kind of, using or whatever, it all the right? time, but yeah. Yeah, we don't have to stare at it. Right. And then also like when they're fighting, when yeah. he's fighting with Milo, right. there are all these parts that are just... They're so weird and they are just because we can or something. Mm -hmm. They're fighting. Everything's crashing. It's really cool. It's like, you know, cool action. There's like decent, fun action things that happen. Yeah. And then every once in a while we have to get like this pause. (laughs) Right. I know. I'm like, and I'm like, this is so video game. Mm -hmm. It's so weird. Mm -hmm. Like they we're fighting, we're fighting, we're fighting. Pause. Right. Oh, like dramatic slow motion now. Yeah. Why? Like, what is that? It's so it's so weird, even when, you know, you're just kind of trying to have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the end, and and seriously, it really is, it, it's so off-putting. Like, I almost rated this even lower, 
Because like at the very end, now, you know, nothing makes sense. Right. And we don't care <laughs> if it makes sense. Right. It suddenly summons all these bats. Yeah. And, you know, by the time we get to the end, it's like, does it, does he just have like, you know, telekinesis? Can he just like right. move things <laughs> with his mind? And yeah. you don't even know what's happening. And that makes me think there are sure. people with the purse strings going, just make it end. Right. All right. Well, then uh, this is how he wins the fight. Right. And you're like, but can he do that? Shut up. I'm filming. Right. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, right. It, it, it's, it's very weird. But um, because, you know, as we always do, we're just going to say it's not well, that bad and then bag on it so, all the time. But, you know, I, I liked the characters kind of, yeah. even, the, even though Matt Smith's character mostly an, annoyed me because they wouldn't talk about him. Right. But he still was kind of interesting, you know, and he at yeah. least was not, you know, he, he made a certain kind of sense. It's kind of like a Scooby-Doo sense or, right. you know, like I said, like a Cannonball Run character yeah. sense, but at least he kind of made sense. And it wasn't like, I'm just completely insane. And right. doing things right. at random or whatever, like he's a little sociopathic, maybe. And yeah. as soon as he gets this thing and has power, all you know, all bets are off. But you know, maybe that's not that weird, actually. Right? If, you, <laughs> you know, know funny. maybe if you gave this power to like a hundred people, yeah, a fair amount of You'll them would them, <laughs> right. Like, hey, I can do it. Especially right. somebody who has a disability that you are led to believe is brought them to this point in their life. And the film very clearly says that Matt is at the end of his life that he doesn't have. And it's not that he has like five or 10 years left. He has maybe five or 10 weeks. Like they're really suggesting that the tone of the disease is becoming harder to mitigate and therefore give them any chance. So, okay, we'll throw things into a faster gear. And it's even those little attempts, even if they don't always work, that's what I want. I want to appreciate that. Don't just do it because, you know, you're filming and I come in. I'm like, Mark, you got three days and we're shutting you down. And you're like, right. well, how do we do that? I'm like, I don't know. Figure it out. Put some bats in something. You know, right. like what you said. The stuff that's really fun and interesting for me are most of the throwaway moments. There's or, or moments that probably shouldn't have conveyed what they really did. And I thought you guys accidentally caught something fun here, but you didn't even know what you had. That nurse dying was an interesting catalyst for that film because I thought, we're going to pick up now because it was done thematically and sort of visually, like very interestingly. And then when you don't know whether or not it was Morbius or, you know, Milo, you really have to think like, holy crap, like that's, I don't even know what's going on. Now you realize, okay, friends are in danger. We still haven't talked about Tyrese as the FBI agent yet. But, <laughs> but, but there's another easy moment when, um, when Morbius is talking to his girlfriend and it, it, the, the doctor um, that he's, you know, there's only one woman in the film, so that's obviously the one he's infatuated with. And they're having like a drink and they're discussing terms and he reaches through the sunlight and he's like, I oh, don't know. It doesn't really work like right, that. Right. That's fun. It's a disposably right. fun, playful thing. I I never really, I never really truly felt that Matt Smith and Jared Leto were in the same movie. Yeah, like they're in the same scenes. But I think that when Jared is doing stuff, because Jared is Jared, I think he takes it all real seriously. Like this yeah. is this is the height of his performing power and. Bless the guy for it. If that's how you want to turn in every performance, you're in the Nick Cage category then. You're really like trying to like sell everything to me and okay, have fun with it. But I thought Matt Smith was kind of campy and having fun. And I got a sense of both films. And they would get done with like a fight and, you know, he pops up and he's like, woohoo. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm having a blast. I kind of get, it's weird, the throwbacks that I saw you take somebody who's disabled and having a real hard time, even with the simplest of things that we all take it, take for granted, if we're able to take them for granted, like just walking down the street or running after the kid or whatever. You give somebody who has difficulty doing that an incredible amount of power and they can run anywhere. I believe Matt Smith. He's like, I'm not giving this up. Right. You realize how long I've been picked on, pushed, laughed at, made fun of, made to feel so small. Guess who's small now? There's his hook but I'll be damned if they don't really give me any of that. I have to haul all that in because they're too busy echolocating some ghost smoke thing that everyone's... (laughs) The movie looks 
really fun. Right. Like, I mean, visually, like I'm watching it. I'm like, this is really interesting. It's, I love the bat chamber that's just in this lab. Right. You know, I love the side missions where the lab is compromised and he just goes and finds like a drug den. He's like, this is my lab now. Right. And everyone's like, man, eh, what? He's like, <laughs> right. get out. Yeah. That actually, that, <laughs> like, that, that was, was a, that was a cool like, part. And that was yeah. fun. And he, and he finds them specifically. Here's somebody talking about something, and he's like, "Hmm, I bet. I bet I think Let's I go know. check that Let's out." <laughs> and it was cool too because, like, with Matt Smith, you know, he's the bad guy. He yeah. doesn't want to give it up, despite the fact he's going to have to, right. you know, kill people. He's like, "Whatever, All right, I'll do that." Uh, you know. But he's, you know, he's <laughs> not like in so many movies, right? He's not just completely insane. Right. He's not just. Uh, you know, twirling his mustache or whatever. He's not just walking down the street killing school yeah. children right. or whatever, slaughtering everyone. He's you know finding a people. Selective. He's finding people that at least he has a story to tell <laughs> right. himself, right? Right. Like, is he really finding people who deserve the death penalty? No, but he's right. you know he's got actually something going on. Yeah. That you can think about, and whether it's good or bad or right, it's still something. you know whatever. Yeah. It's at least something more than <laughs> I don't know. I'm just get, I'm I'm if I have to slaughter everyone, it's fine with me. Right. Like he's not just a right. completely insane person, and it was interesting. I don't really know all about the whole thing that he has motivating him to kind of try and get Morbius to, uh, yeah. to try and stay no. with it versus like, or I'm going to kill you or right. whatever. Like the whole plot that's supposed to be happening with what his character wants to do and is trying to do seems like it changes like moment to Everyone. moment and doesn't really make any sense. And it's not so. even in line with the same guy. You know, he's, he's a few days maybe a week behind morbius is taking the serum right morbius is constantly worried that he's going to change and hurt somebody you right. know and matt's like i don't i'll and, change and hurt and, everybody and the you thing know? that sucks too is that morbius's worry right is that if you drink the human blood you just right. keep becoming more and more matt smith <laughs> like right. like where matt smith is now is at least to some extent, a result of the fact that yeah. he's drinking the human blood, which is kind of making him feral. And Morbius thinks that Matt Smith is just going to keep getting worse and worse right. and worse, despite the fact that we don't have any real reason to believe right. any of that. And we right. don't really know anything about what's going on, but he's at least got that as a theory. But I don't know that the movie's really delivering on that as opposed to just kind of, you know, sideways saying it and then go, you come up with. Right. And let's hurry up. This that's scene. what the story is. Right. Yeah. And I kept thinking we were going to see a scene and it would have been, it would have been an easy character scene. You know, it, it, the odds of it happening because the planet's so big, but Matt Smith is, you know, Milo's really just trying to figure everything out. And he echo locate. Here's one of the bullies that knocked him down. And he's like, right, hey, right, guess what? Sure. You know, let me let me reintroduce myself. I'm Milo. Remember me? You know, that kind of scene would have gone leagues instead of him just walking around and using that weird. The, the CGI mostly looked good, but when it didn't look good, it always looked bad on Matt Smith. Right. There were times because he would just he'd be talking to you and then he'd turn and the director's like, OK, in the next three lines, you're going to be monstrous. So well, rah, rah. and I think and I'm like, it didn't even look good good then but I, I think the movie this is like we're getting into like nitpicky territory and yeah. we're almost out of time here anyway but i think a a certain amount of problem i don't know how much of a problem it really is but the movie seemed like overly dedicated to making morbius look like the picture on the comics yeah and have like exactly For that sure. kind of look and i'm not sure that's necessary right right but you know, B. It didn't hurt, you know, but it, I feel like it makes it weirder, though, for me, especially when we have no explanation and I'm not familiar with the comic. Right. But the idea that he can, like, instantly go back and forth between how right. his face is. Real hard. After a while, I was going, wait, what? Right. Like, Where's his nose? Now it's gone. How, Here it is. How can that happen? Yeah. You know, but it's like, well, but he has to look exactly like this. And right. he apparently switches back and forth whenever he wants yeah. to. And I'm like, okay, can 
you know, he can switch back and forth whenever he wants to. Like, if we had a movie where someone was a werewolf, right, right? and they could switch back whenever they wanted to, I think it happens instantaneously, right? Right. Like, like, there is a lot of stuff going on with your face. (laughs) It is like just instantly. And you're, and I don't know, it sort of became distracting. And if we weren't as committed to him looking exactly the same, right. Maybe that is easier to. I don't even remember. I don't know. It was very weird. I don't even remember Morbius in the comic looking bat like the way that you can make someone bat like now, especially with the flared, pushed nostrils. Like, sure, he was a vampire. How did you tell? He had whitish skin, sort of bluish hair, and he had fangs. Right. Vampire, right? right? You know, that was that was the thing. But yeah, that was actually that's a good point because there were a couple profile shots of them screaming at each other and they're like kind of morphing into the monster human like i get you're fighting like your natural back and instincts forth, back and forth and i'm like but man why wouldn't you just like itch at your face like where's my nose there it is why why hurt you know it was it was distracting you're right yeah it was a little uh, you know okay so like in our typical fashion overall it was okay you know i i wouldn't I don't know that I would tell anyone to rush out and go to a theater to see it, though. Not because no, no. the pandemic is or isn't around, but mostly because I don't think it's worth theater money. Like, right. I think this is, and had this been Netflix or Hulu or Disney, Apple, whatever, then that would have been like, yeah, pick up the service because there's a bunch of other things you can get for it. But I don't. I wouldn't tell someone to actively avoid it the way I would a film I hate, right? You know, because no. it's still sort yeah, of yeah. I feel there. like I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't really lean anyone in either direction. Yeah. I wouldn't suggest seeing it, but I wouldn't suggest avoiding it. If you think you might like it, that's the one. Uh, you probably will, as long as you know you can kind of cut it some slack. And, yeah, you got to give and, it a little. You, you got to yeah. be like okay with it, right? Yeah. Um, and it's not, you know, it's not Scooby Doo. No, but it, but it is, you know, you got to allow, uh, if you're not able to allow a movie to like be a little goofy and not be super serious, um, (laughs) especially for, you know, the comic book trend real recently has been, uh, you know, we're going more and more serious. Right. And as far as I'm concerned, that's leading to some of them failing hard, uh, you know, because it's interesting. because they can't pull off that serious despite they demand to be like, no, oh, we're very night. serious. Yeah, right. We're not just a comic book movie. I agree. And so you have to, you know, as long as you can watch this movie and, you know, watch it in that way, right. then I think you're going to like this. Um, so we're really out of time. But before we wrap up, especially since you mentioned this, I did want to just uh, throw out a couple of things yeah. um, because there are and aren't tons of movies to watch anyway. Right. But um, I did want to just throw out a few things because, like you mentioned, Halo. Yep. Uh, Halo is, you know, getting some flack for the fact that it changes stuff about the games and everything. But it's a pretty interesting show. I want to see um, it. If that's another one, like. You know, if Halo is anything that you think right. you might then like, you're gonna like it. Yeah. Then I, th- I think you're probably gonna like it. It's pretty interesting. Um, and we're Ooh, already right. many uh, episodes into Severance, but if you're not watching oh, yeah, Severance you yet, Severance is great. You gotta watch Severance. Okay. Uh, it is so, so, mm. so cool. Mm. And uh, it's also, you know, it's probably not for ev- everyone, but you can watch like the first episode and go, nope, that's not me, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, because if you want nothing to do with this whole bonkers sci-fi thing that it is, right? Um, you know, then you'll know pretty quickly. But right. if you c- if you like it after the first episode, man, it's Hang really, on. it's oh, really, cool. really cool. Okay. And uh, Moon Knight came out and I am super impressed yeah, uh, with saying. Moon Knight. It is a lot of fun. Mm. Oscar Isaac is really cool yeah. at uh, just being bewildered that, that and guy. confused yeah. and not having any idea what's going on. <laughs> right. Uh, he does that great, though. And, uh. the, and the show is probably a little more on kind of a like comic book campy side-ish yeah. a little. Okay. Um, especially just because it's all this, you know, Egyptian, sure, right, uh, whatever. No one's got a radioactive right. bug a, that bites right. them. This is it's yeah. uh, all Egyptian gods and yeah. hoodoo and <laughs> right, you know, whatever, right? 
Um, so it's, so parts of it can be a little goofy, but it is really fun, and he mm. is just super fun to watch. Cool. So if you haven't checked that one out, uh, check that one out too. And then finally, um, there's a new comedy show called Outlaws on Amazon. Oh, yeah. That's uh, Stephen Merchant, Christopher Walken's in it. Yep. It's about a bunch of people who are doing like their community service. Like these people come together because this is the little group doing community service. So they've all done some minor thing or maybe a little bit more serious thing. But the end of their sentence, they get to they get to go this route and, you know, whatever. Christopher Walken was, you know, in for a while, but now he gets to be on like house arrest and do this community service. Yeah. So it's just, uh, you know, this. This band of people who would never run into each other, except right. that they're just all here. And and one of them is like some uh, really famous, you know, like kind of Instagram famous, yeah. whoever she is, you know, whatever. So, right. um, and it's really fun. It kind of takes a little bit to get going, but it's a really fun show too. So uh, I just want to throw out those nice. things for people to check out if uh, they're not that interested yeah. Morbius. Right. And uh, we're really out of time. So uh, thanks for tuning in. And I'm not actually sure what we'll have next week. week. Uh, But there's a lot of stuff to have for next week. So we'll see what we get around to. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by AreYouScreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night. <laughs>